Yeah. Is thing on? Yeah, yeah. We're good. Hello? Yeah, it's going? Yeah, we're good now. Okay. All right, so uh, yes. take two. Um, <laughs> welcome. <clears throat> welcome back to uh, the podcast. We have another interview tonight. Um, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Yes, my name is Jasmine Collier, and I mean, I guess I am like an artist manager and a tour manager. She. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said I guess. I am. <laughs> I just had to think about it. But yeah, okay. that's me. Okay, cool. Um, so how did you like, well, you went to Cal State Fullerton. Yes. Um, where are you from originally? I'm from San Diego, from a town in South San Diego called Chula Vista. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But I went to Cal State Fullerton. I was trying to like think of the mascot right now and like I forgot Tusks. Titans. Shout out, shout out Tuffy. Titans. Whoa. Tusks of oh, Titans. Okay, so go Titans. Yikes. Yeah, I went to Cal State Fullerton. Um and do you want me to elaborate on this? If you, yeah, if you want to. So I went to Cal State Fullerton and I majored in broadcast journalism mm. and I was one hundred percent convinced that I wanted to be a entertainment journalist. So that was like I knew that from like forever since I was a child. And so when I went there, I knew they had a good communication school and that's what I wanted to do. And I did all the classes for it. And like, I want to say the second semester of my senior year, I was just like, I do not want to do this at <laughs> all. Like this is not, but you know, like you're already so far in, yeah, you've already yeah, yeah. done all the, the electives. I'm just yep. like, Ugh, like I'm going to finish it. But I was like, I do not want to do this. Hmm. Um, and that's kind of where my, journey started of trying to figure out but I will say like it took me a really long time to like really hone in on one thing Mm because I was all over the place after that kind of okay um so would you say that like would you say that school like actually prepared you for where you are now I know like your major didn't necessarily have to do like exactly with what you're doing but yeah like how do you think that school like helped prepare you for all this so that's like something that I battle with all the time because, you know, I have student loans and I just oh, yep. think about <laughs> it. I just think about all that time invested yep. and, yep. you know, I, I worked multiple jobs during that. And I always just think about how that prepared me for where I am now. And I want to say it didn't really um, like knowledge wise. I don't mm-hmm. feel like it prepared me, but I feel like the experience of having to juggle like going to school multiple classes like just like time management like finances it was just a lot and um yeah like I said like I worked like two jobs throughout and I always like did the maximum amount of credits that I could do because I wanted to graduate earlier which I ended up not but (laughs) you know I wanted to finish and um it was just very overwhelming, but I feel like it was, it was more so the experience, not like what I learned. Yeah. Like most of the classes, I was just like, how am I ever going to apply this to real Real life? life. But I think it's just, like I said, the, um, the, like being disciplined on yourself and like time management and all that it's comes in handy now. Yeah. I, I agree. I feel like, I don't know if I'll ever be like more stressed out than I was in college. Yeah. (laughs) Like there, cause same thing. I had like a lot of jobs, whatever, like trying to balance that with like taking a bunch of classes yeah. and trying to figure out everything at the same time was just like, there were really some days where I was like, yo, like, people <laughs> st- are like, oh my God, I miss school. Like when they see kids graduating, they're like, I miss yeah. school. I wish I'm like, what? I never, nah, like there's never no. a point. I'm always like, 
thank God. <laughs> no, I, I still, I still have, like some of my nightmares when I <laughs> do have them is not often, but sometimes it'll really be me like failing like a like a final or some shit and yeah. not being able to walk. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, I had that shit like every like three four months. Like, no, I'm not gonna lie. Like, some of my nightmares have been like, oh my god, I miss my registration time. Yo, Remember like when you like sign oh up for your classes? God. Oh yeah. And then it's like there's so many kids you already can't get like the main classes you need. Yeah. Like I've had nightmares about that, like not waking up in time, like <laughs> to register for my classes and like that whole semester, not having any classes and just being like, what am I going to do? I feel like that was like a, an early introduction to like classism for me. <laughs> like just, just waking up and being like, yeah, my registration dates on Friday and all these kids are like, oh, I registered like two weeks ago. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, yo, all this shit is weird. Oh. logic behind that. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> Nah. It was weird. That was a real flex. If you had the early registration yeah. day. <laughs> Seriously, that was the most yeah. stressful thing. Um, so how did like what happened between school and like you kind of getting into the music industry? Yeah, so kind of a lot. When I was in school, like I said, the second semester, I was already kind of over um, journalism just because I was like, you know what? I don't I don't know. It was like so many reasons. But throughout that time, I was kind of diving into doing wardrobe styling and mm-hmm. so I had been following all these stylists on Instagram so I mean was it yeah it was Instagram I'm like was Instagram around yeah it was <laughs> so I was like following all these stylists on Instagram and I would kind of just be looking at what they're doing and of course like Instagram is this glamorized thing right yeah, yeah. so like when I was watching you know following their lives or whatever i was like this looks so cool like you know you get to like put together all these different ideas and and you know outfits and whatever and so i had kind of thought maybe this is a field that i want to work in Mm -hmm. so i started i reached out i was really persistent and i um reached out to this one uh stylist who at the time was working with um, Dwayne Wade and like a bunch of other NBA players mm. and so you know I had reached out to her and I was like you know I want to I want to like be your apprentice or like work for you and she was looking for assistant so I worked for her for like a few months but mind you like I was living in Fullerton and that was obviously like in LA like yeah. it was it was always all over but sometimes downtown sometimes Hollywood like wherever mm. and so for like pretty much till I graduated those last couple of months I was doing that. So I was mm. freelancing for her, but you know, quickly I realized which she told me from the first day I talked to her that it was not like a glamorous thing. It's lots of like returns and like Damn. getting alterations and getting coffee and getting, uh, like, you know, organizing receipts. And like, it was never like, I never like met Dwayne Wade or like, yeah. I never, like, <laughs> I never was like, what suit color do you want Dwayne Wade? Like it, yeah. was, it wasn't like that vibe at all. It was yeah, yeah. totally like <laughs> prepping her and she was like an assistant to the main. So, so it was like prepping her to prep for her boss to prep for Dwayne Wade. So it was like so many yeah, like, like degrees, levels, yeah. you know? And I was just like, this is hard, but I was still down for it because yeah, I was yeah. like, you know, I could I could see the potential of mm. if you know going it going well, and then I kind of um, like did that on and off, and then I was just like, okay, I don't know if this is what I want to do either. Mm. So then I kind of got out of that, and then after I graduated, um, I was telling you guys earlier after I graduated, I moved to Japan. So I thought maybe if the styling thing is meant to happen, like me being in Japan and like working in streetwear, working in any type of like form of fashion maybe that will help Mm. uh my career and like when i come back here it'll be like oh you worked in japan like you know 
it'll be easier for me to get a job. Yeah. So I went to Japan. All good? No, no, yeah, you good. Okay. <laughs> I went to Japan and I immediately um, started working at Black Scale in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, this could be a good way to meet people because there's so many people in and out of the shop that come. Mm-hmm. And I didn't speak any Japanese. So they kind of had me like, like I did like merchandising, but I also kind of just was there to like communicate with like uh, people that would come in that didn't speak Japanese. And foreigners, yeah. English, yeah, foreigners. So <clears throat> that was fine. But um, even there, I was trying to get like other freelance like styling jobs. And like mm. if you don't speak Japanese, it's really hard yeah, to do yeah, that because, yeah. you know, I had a few different people interested and then they're like, OK, you speak Japanese, right? And I'm like, no. And they're like, <laughs> oh, never mind. Like Damn. it just wouldn't work out. So then I was up and down in Japan, like, oh, do I want to do this? Do I want to do this? And then I ended up teaching English because that's what everyone else does there yep. that, like, yeah. doesn't speak Japanese. Yeah. I was just lucky to get that black scale job without speaking Japanese fluently. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, so I started teaching English and that was fine. But then, of course, like the styling kind of, you know, like I moved on from it and mm. I was teaching English kind of thinking, what am I doing? Do I want to move back to L.A.? Like, do I want to stay here? and whatnot so then i ended up moving back to la and that's really when the music I was gonna go. <laughs> um, I feel like that was so long. <laughs> no, that was good though. Um, 
So when you moved to Japan, had you been there before or did you yes. just go? Oh, you So I was before? actually born in Japan. Oh, okay. So okay. that's why I actually kind of secretively have two passports. So I have oh, a whoa. Japanese citizenship and then oh, damn, okay. um, my citizenship here. But yeah, so I was born there. My dad was in the military, but um, we only stayed for like maybe six months, like when I was a baby. Mm-hmm. And then we moved um to san diego but i had gone almost like every year of yeah. my life like okay, there'd okay. be some years that we wouldn't go but almost every year we went and then like these past couple of years i went like twice okay. a year so you're so, familiar yeah. with it when yeah you- okay, okay, okay fully okay because i was gonna say yeah damn it's kind of crazy to just move out there if you've never been there yeah and my grandparents um my mom's parents they live in tokyo so it was like everyone would be like oh yeah like my grandparents are from japan but like it'd be like in the countryside and they're like i have to like go to tokyo and yeah, like, explore yeah. but it's like i had been going to tokyo since i was little okay so i kind of already like knew the spots and like the places that i wanted mm-hmm. to be around and stuff so yeah um okay so once you got back to ellie said that's how the music stuff or that's yeah. when the music stuff kind of started yeah and how it's did- so like just like and this is why i feel like you really have to like go with the flow in life Mm -hmm. because I feel like I was forcing everything else, you know? And like with the journalism, I feel like, you know, people are like, oh, I could see you as a journalist. Like you love to talk, like your personality. But I was just like, I feel like I'm forcing it like after that, you know, the the second semester. And then like with the stylist thing, it was like, you know, it was fun, but I also felt like I was forcing it too. Mm -hmm. And so with the music, I was kind of just, when I came back to LA, I was just like, damn, what am I going to do? Like, I don't, like, I didn't really do much Mm -hmm. uh, styling in Japan. So I don't have, like, you know, there's, like, this big gap in my resume. Like, what was I doing for the past year type of thing? And then I didn't, like, I definitely didn't want to go back to journalism. So I'm like, what am I going to do? So my best friend, uh, Joyce Rice, who I now manage, my best friend she had already kind of started like diving into the youtube world and stuff in high school mm-hmm. but she wasn't really taking music seriously until probably like right when i got in japan i feel like okay. that's when she started to really take it seriously or maybe like in college like a few years before that so mm-hmm. that was kind of a thing and i had been around that so i had all and of course like i love music mm-hmm. but i had never really thought about working in that field and then my other friend who i just we were just friends in college. Um, Esta, mm. who's a producer from Selection, um, he was starting to like really grow and like get big around the time that I was in Japan. And I would yeah. like always communicate with him, like, you know, I see the growth and like it's so amazing for you. Cause I just remember going to like small selection shows in Orange County, like in Santa Ana. Yeah. And like there would be like, I don't know, me and Joyce always talk about it. I remember like Joe K would be passing out like selection stickers just to like random people. And then now they're doing like these big, yeah, big, like massive tours. shows. Yeah. yeah. So it's just crazy. So I had reached out to Esta when I came back from Japan and I was like, you know, I think that it would be cool if you need any help. Like I am down to help you. I don't really know what I want to do right now, but I'm just yeah. trying to figure it out. And he was like, I do need help. Like things are really picking up for me. And at the time he already had two managers and an agent. Damn. And then of course, like, selection and and he was just doing a lot but it was Mm -hmm. like busy um and at the time too both of his managers lived out of state so like one was living in new york and the other one was living in virginia so it was just kind of like and then you know he was living here so there was really no one here so i was just like you know if you need help like i'm down to help i just want to start kind of learning about this industry and i don't really know anything besides like that i love music Mm -hmm. and that's how everything really like happened okay 
For yeah. like a typical music fan, why would an artist need two managers? It's really interesting. People always ask me that, but you really like don't know. There's so much work. Like there's so much. Like I know people that have multiple managers. Really? Or not, it maybe maybe the roles are like listed as something different. Like maybe like an executive assistant or yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know manager A and R. Like, but I guess for a producer and someone who is like touring a lot like you yeah you need a lot of you need a lot of support hmm. makes sense hey yo hey. 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 what's up sam i didn't even what's know up? she's gonna come back in the time <laughs> what hey, up we, we doing a podcast right now and interviewing her okay sam, <laughs> sam. what's good, what's good? Oh <laughs> But yeah, what were we on, what were we on again? Um, um, just like, like yo, sorry, we in your living room. With <laughs> and shit. Um, what's it called? Oh yeah, so like, I feel like you need multiple people for different roles. So like at that time, one of his managers was doing mostly his touring, which was mm. like a lot. Like he was touring multiple months out of the year, and mm. that's a lot of work. Yeah. Even if you have an agent, the agent like will set it up for you and like present the offers but then you know all the other logistics and like you know because people have a tour manager too separate yeah. so essentially that was like his manager and his tour manager because he would travel with him sometimes and then the other manager handled a lot of the and still does a lot of the like music logistics like releasing new music oh, okay, okay, okay. and like kind of like an A&R as well like introducing mm -hmm. him to like to new other artists songwriters and yeah. artists yeah so that's really what that was and I was kind of just helping with like admin and mostly with shows like i was working with the agent okay. closely okay yeah um i feel like that is a lot of stuff that is like i feel like that's that's one role i don't think people like that's one role i feel like gets kind of down not downplayed necessarily but just like people don't really understand that like to be like the manager of an artist that's like really like blowing up is probably pretty crazy yeah and at that time i was just like like I said, I was so shocked because I remember, I vividly remember like on my birthday, I think it was my 21st, no, maybe it was like my 21st or 22nd birthday. And I remember like waiting in this line, like to watch Esta DJ at this small little bar in Santa Ana. And I was just like, oh my God, like all these people are here. Like, this is so amazing. Yeah. And then like being in Japan and like seeing like these like sold out, like big shows that are just like, just, like 10 times as big as yeah. like that yeah. Santa, Santa, Santa bar.
Wait, is that the one I went to? I don't know, but that that's no, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. The Crosby was like a really cool place, and then they like had to shut down because there was like this crazy uh, fight. Yeah, there was like a crazy, yeah, it was just a lot. But that was a really cool spot in Santa Ana because I feel like in Fullerton there wasn't really like there wasn't really in Fullerton like in Fullerton there wasn't. If the bar if the bar scene is called DTF. It's a no go. Right? Yeah. Like, that show was terrible. I didn't Orange not, County Orange County in general sucks. In general. Shout out to Hopscotch. In general. <laughs> it's like the one like okay place. Yeah. <laughs> what place? Hopscotch. Where is that? Is that it's new? It's like no it's um, maybe. It's like downtown Fulton? Yeah, it's on Commonwealth, I think. I don't know. They play cool music and like drinks are cool. Every time we say Fulton on here, every time we say Fulton on here, just blur that shit out. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Beep. I never even really went out in Fullerton and I didn't really go to shows. I mean, observatory the selection stuff. Yeah, like I didn't uh, even everybody. know. That's a crazy thing. I didn't even know about the observatory until like after I came back from Japan. Oh, I've seen I so many people at there. I wasn't going to also because you kind of lived closer. Like I lived in San Diego. Yeah, that's far. So you did to Fullerton. No, I lived in San Diego oh. until I was like seventeen, and then when I was at Fullerton, I wasn't really like. I oh. feel like I didn't have money to go to shows. Nah, but it wasn't yeah. even that. It was like more so. Like I didn't know about. I didn't really go to conscious when I was living in Corona, like, high school. It was more so, like, when I moved out there. Mm. I forgot who's the first person I saw at the observatory, but I've seen at least 20 people there. Really? Or maybe maybe more. Yeah, everybody goes there, because, you know, like... That's, you, like, the other... I feel like in the OC, LA, that's the spot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the only place you can go to. Or, like, to. Pomona, like, Fox Theater. Yeah, yeah but like I feel like artists don't really Fox perform Fox there anymore. Or the, I Glass House? The Glass yeah. House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But observatory yeah. is, like... I mean, it's, like, that's... I mean... Everybody, like, yeah, yeah, I feel, yeah, I feel like the, the observatory is like it's intimate too. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's a venue that like still gets like really really small artists, like the five dollar shows, but then they also get like really big yeah. artists. Where it's yeah, like, damn, That's like they go to the observatory. Yeah, I feel like when I was in like high school, like college, I went to a lot of shows. That's one thing me and my friends did a lot was like go to shows, and I feel like that's how I like kind of developed my like love for music. I guess was just seeing like all these artists that I was like really into like live. Yeah, yeah so I really appreciate that. Yeah, that's the best I feel like to be able and that's why I'm like I mean like fast forwarding to what I'm doing now it's like that's why I really love the live aspect of like an artist's career there's so many aspects right like for sure when you yeah. have an artist like just like everything like branding and just like their image like their music whatever else like you get them into but then like the live part of it is just mm-hmm. so so special to me because that's when you see them connect with their fans yeah 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 just like it's yeah. so intimate. It's fire. I love. I think favorite. My favorite thing is just watching like, like watching artists just come up. Yeah. Like yeah. especially if yeah. you have if you like man. I know it's like I hate to be that dude. Like man, I used to listen to him. Fucking. Yeah. But like yo. But when you when you like, when you fucking put your friends <laughs> on and shit, or you just like or you have mutual friends that like the same artist or whatever. But then like, if it's like an artist that's super low key and then they like yeah. blow up, it's like damn. It's like it kind of like validate. Yeah. It low key validates your opinion. No, it does. Too. Yeah. Like, and it's like all, all these people. So. Like I try to tell you, no yeah. one. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> But yeah. it's, it's it's cool. So I feel like like being an A and R would be cool. I feel like, but I'm sure it's fucking way more stressful than it looks. Yeah. But yeah, I like, feel like that guy, that kind of goes back to like what you're saying about like the whole stylist thing. Like you thought it was like like super hands nice. on, like yeah. with them. Yeah, that's just not like, as, that's just way worse yeah. than because I know than people looks, that are doing so the same thing, and it's like they tell me about what they do, and it's like wait, what? Like it's yeah. not at all what you would expect. It's like this facade. I feel like on social media, especially yeah. with social everything media is now, yeah, especially you're now, just yeah. like, oh my god, like it's like you're like the best friend with the talent and you get to do this and this and it's like certain relationships like over years and years and years like build that way but for the most part it's not that at all Mm. so that was like a good 
I feel like that was like a good, um, not like a reality check, but I kind of got to see like, okay, a lot of this stuff is just not what it seems. Yeah. Or it's just, it's really hard work and, and Mm. you know, people, whatever you see out there might be true, but like people put in a lot to get there eventually. So yeah. Um, so you touched on like how you kind of got started with like Esther. Mm-hmm. How did you move into like managing Joyce? Yeah. So when I started with Esther, like that went pretty quickly. Like I felt like, whoa, I didn't know anything about <laughs> this. And now I got to learn like fast because I was working with his agent at the time, who's still my really good friend. And he would just like email me things. And I'm like looking at the email, like, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. <laughs> like, he'd be like, so you need to do this. You need to do this, this, this. And I'm like asking him like, what is an advance? What is this? What is that? And I would just ask him a lot of questions. And I still really like appreciate him to this day because I felt, I feel like Asians sometimes can be a little like, just like, you know, they have a lot of stuff that they have to do and they're really busy. And he was just very patient with me oh, and said, would just be oh. like, his name's Justin Scarborough. Okay. He he works with um like Masego's team and okay. like a lot of other artists, but he mm-hmm. he was just really helpful and he was super patient with me. Like I'd call him and be like, What is an advance? Like, is that an advancement of money? And he's like, No, an advance is and then like he'd explain to me, like, mm-hmm. when you advance a show, like you get all the details about the show and like Okay you know, send writers and like do all these things and I'm like, Okay, that's what a writer is, that's what this is, that's what mm-hmm. so I slowly started learning that. Anyways, that like, like I said, I had to kind of learn quickly and um, I felt like I was just really like absorbing everything and taking it all in. So Mm. I I, like I felt like I was learning about everything pretty, pretty quick. And um, at that same time, simultaneously, Joyce was starting to do well and like Mm. she was starting to gain more attention and she was working with um, like a manager at the time, too. But it was just like. Things were picking up for her. And that mm. had been my best friend since, like, you know, we were, like, kids. Like, yeah. over, I don't know now, like, 20 years maybe. Damn. A long time. So I was just, like, I want to help her. So because I was an assistant to Esta, mm. in my mind at that time, I still felt like, you know, I'm learning so much. I don't, I don't know a lot. And I was, like, I feel like if I did another job, I would just do the assistant role mm. because – that's all I've done. Yeah. So I remember talking to Joyce and being like, you know, I was thinking about it and I feel like you're getting really busy and I think that it would be cool if maybe I could be your assistant. And I, I was really skeptical to already ask her cause she had a weird kind of thing about, you know, or not weird, but she was just, I think she was trying to be careful about working with friends cause yeah. it can get very, say, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, it can get, it, there's, there's good parts about it, but there's also parts that kind of suck. Yeah. So I think she was really careful about that. So she was just kind of like, okay, let me think about it. And I was talking to, um, this guy who I consider like to this day still as like a mentor for me. Um, his name is fam and he manages, um, childish Gambino. Yeah. And so I was talking to him and I was just like, yeah, so I think that, you know, I'm going to ask Joyce if I can be her assistant. And he was kind of just like, looking at me weird and he was just like why he was like why would you do that and i'm like well why not like i you know i've been assisting for esta for like maybe a year year and a half now and i was like i feel like you know i've learned a lot and he was like if you're gonna work with joyce you might as well just manage her you 
<laughs> and I told him I was like I didn't go to school for music management and he was laughing at me and he was like Fuck there's school, no man. school he's like there's no school like I'm sure that there's like a chorus at like music in- institute or something like yeah. that but he was like Jasmine there's no school for this and I'm like what do you mean like how do you know how to manage like child's gonna be like I don't and he was just like Jasmine you don't like he's like I kind of like he's like a private person so i don't know how much he wants people to know but he he was just kind of saying that he like fell into it yeah and it wasn't like he like went to college or like went to school to be a manager yeah and like in my mind i'm very structured and like organized so i was like okay like i don't know anything about being a manager i don't know this he was like half the people in la don't know about like being a manager he's like they're just kind of taking it day by day and he's like if you're gonna work with her you already know so much about her you might as well just go all the way through like mm-hmm. you might as well just manage her and i was like oh my god like that's that's scary and he was like well like he was like you need to like level up each time like if you're assisting Esta, you need to manage her and then eventually you need to manage us and you need to like keep you know going up and with different artists so i was like okay so i had that conversation with joyce and she was like mm, like you know it's just yeah, that's yeah. a that's a really <laughs> intricate relationship yeah so long story short it, it ended up happening i mean i i think i kind of like made a list of like pros and cons like okay think about this all these people have been asking to manage you but like do you trust them like you know people are gonna have to deal with like your personal information like your money like all these things that are really you know touchy mm-hmm. so you could trust me i've known you forever like we have the same background not that it matters but you know like both of our moms are Japanese and, mm. you know, our dads are in the military and like we're from San Diego and just like I had just known her and felt so comfortable or I felt like we both felt comfortable and like I feel like this could work. And yeah. I thought it was cool to have like 
a female manager yeah, like, yeah. to, you know, like, so I was like, you know, if you want to do it, think about it, let me know. So she was like, okay, like, let's try it out. Mm-hmm. So we like tried it out for a little bit. And then that was kind of just like the start. And then, I mean, this is what, here. like two years ago, two and a half, three yeah, years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So still pretty recent. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago. It was like, right. I feel like it was right when she was about to put out her EP, which she put out in 2016. So yeah. Okay. About two years ago. Okay. And I'm still here. So I think it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> doing all right. <laughs> Tight. Um, yeah. So you mentioned like being, um, being a woman and like being a manager. Yeah. I, I think that that's something that isn't seen often. Like I can't really think of very many other like women that are managers for artists. Yeah. Like how do you think that that, I mean, how do you, how do you like feel like that not sets you apart because obviously it sets you apart, but like, how do you feel like that maybe your experience is different than like someone else? Yeah. It's something that I think about a lot. Cause like I go to a lot of panels where it's like women in music mm-hmm. or, um, just like women in the entertainment industry, women attorneys in the entertainment industry, whatever. And I think that, um, there's. I think it's, it's like what everyone's kind of talking about. There's definitely like a clear divide between like you're a female and like these are male managers. And like, I don't want to say like the amount of control that you have or the amount of like respect because I have seen women in the music industry like run shit. Like, you know, and like, I feel like they're just as powerful. Yeah, yeah. But I guess overall there may be like this stigma where like, Oh, she's like a woman. Like, can she handle this same responsibilities as like this guy? Mm. Um, and also like with age too, it's like, Oh, you're young Mm. and you're a woman and you don't have much experience. Like I haven't, I will say like, I haven't applied for, or I haven't like interviewed with a lot of corporate places. So I feel like a lot of that kind of stuff happens in like a corporate workplace, like at a label or just like a big company where you feel this kind of like difference between like the male and female, Mm -hmm. like management or whatever. But, uh, I don't know. In my experience, it hasn't really affected me yet. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, like I said, it's more in like the corporate settings. Yeah, that and makes sense. I mean, yeah, maybe because I am working with a female. Yeah. So, and then with Esta, with Francis, I don't, I don't feel like there's any, I don't feel any like backlash because okay. I'm a female or anything. Yeah, that's good. That's Sometimes good. I feel like, you know, I don't know, maybe like my emotions come out a little more <laughs> than like, I don't know, uh, maybe That's like not a male manager. A bad thing. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it's a bad thing. I feel like maybe I'm like really attached, but I feel like that's pretty much anyone who has who manages artists. Like that's like your baby, or that's like yeah. your like you know. So, yeah, I don't know if I properly answered that, but there's definitely. That's. There's, I mean, it's a hard question. I it's guess, a hard question, and it's touchy, and it's like controversial. But yeah. there's definitely some differences. Like I've, like I said, I've gone to panels and I've heard like women are like, I feel like I can't get like a certain job or like a certain promotion or a certain position unless I like do certain things or Mm. you know like go like have drinks with like this guy that I don't want to that's just like an executive or like you know I've heard all these stories about it and you know I don't feel like I've had 
my own personal experiences. There's some times where I'm like, mm, that feels a little weird. Like I wanted to play you music, but that was it. Yeah. You know, like there's times like that, but it's never, it's never been anything like crazy. Okay. Would, would you say that that's like the most difficult part about being a woman in the industry? Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe like getting taken seriously. Yeah, that's actually, yeah, that is. Okay. Because, you know, I've had my few experiences, but then, like, also other women that I talk to, it's just, like, just because I'm coming to the studio and it's, like, 11 p.m., that doesn't mean that I want to do anything else but, like, play music or, like, listen to music. It's, like, you know, we work all kinds of hours. It's not, like, a 9 to 5 type of thing. It's Mm -hmm. late, but I'm not suggesting anything. Or, and this is just, like, in general, you know, it's not necessarily, like, my personal, but... um, just that or like even like you know just like events or like certain things like I feel like yeah sometimes you feel a little awkward or I I I went to one panel where one of the um female executives talked about how like someone told her like you shouldn't wear like that type of stuff to the office and she's like why like I want to wear what makes me feel good like I want to look nice I want to look cute or whatever and she's like you know well don't be surprised when you have like the guys looking at you or making a comment or saying something. And I just feel like that Mm -hmm. is, you know, obviously inappropriate and like we shouldn't have to go through that type of stuff, but it definitely does happen. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what a lot of women have experienced from what I've heard and like the panels that I've gone Mm -hmm. to and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, I guess this kind of goes with that question, but not only like being a woman, but would you say that the music industry is as like, I'm, guess like grimy as everyone makes it seem because i feel like (laughs) 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 Um, because that shit is crazy yeah that is crazy i feel like i mean i'm not i've been watching it and i feel like i feel like that's a really extreme case but i i don't i don't uh doubt it at all like i I said like my personal experiences haven't haven't gone there but Mm -hmm. um yeah, like for sure. Like I've heard other stuff, and I'm just like, are you serious? I'm already knowing. Yeah. But what, my thing is, why is everybody act, acting shocked about R. Kelly now? It's like the shit came out. I mean, I'm sure the stories are more in, in depth, but like, bro, Ben, like he literally, come on, man. Like we get bro, to see I, the victims I, crying on TV, bro. Like that's I, I, yeah, I, but, I've but seen, it's known. It's known that yeah. like that that he was he was fucking around with Aaliyah when she was like 15, like mar- yeah. married to her at 15. He had that little the fucking peeing on yeah. the chick thing. Like, I, this is like 20 years old. I forgot. I forgot what I was. <clears throat> what I was watching, but they were talking about like his stream. His streams actually went up, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's yeah. So it went trash. up like a hundred something percent. That's yeah, so like his shit went up. Like, but they're saying like R. Kelly, like these like accusations and all these stories have literally been around for like twenty years. Like that Aaliyah stuff was a long time. Like we don't really think about it, but like yo, that was a long ass saying. time ago. It's because who's thinking about R. Kelly like that? What on a daily basis? Nah, but you, like, but you, you wake got, up and no, think but, about R. Kelly. Nah, but you no, hear but, his music though. No, I don't. At weddings. Yes, you do. Stop. That's no, a damn lie. No, but not even at weddings. Like, bro, ignition. Re- like, yo, nah, stop. Well, the crazy thing to me was when they were talking about his music and it coming out. And, like, they kept talking about, like, I Believe I Can Fly. I was like, okay, yeah, that's an older song. And then they were like, the most craziest thing was when he was on trial and Ignition Remix dropped. And I'm like, yeah. I remember when that dropped. Yeah. But I was too young, young to yeah, think about yeah. or, like, to know about the trial, I guess. That I was yeah. just thinking, oh, like, that was the same time? a dope song. Yeah, they talk Damn. about it. They're like, he's, he's on trial. He bailed himself out and he released ignition remix and then right after that 
released um, Step in the Name of Love. Like, bro. And I'm like, dang. That's so, like, crazy. as this video of him, like, urinating on this 14 year old girl is out, he. Is a video? Yeah, it's a you sex You know it's a video. I'm, I, didn't, I don't want to see it. But <laughs> no, I, I mean, put this. <laughs> it's a sex tape. <laughs> That's gross. That's so, as this trash. is, like, circulating and, like, they're saying, like, it's, pl- like, being sold in barbershops and being sold, like, on Bro. the street and, like, the south side of Chicago. Like, he's, like, making Step in the Name of Love and, or, and, and Ignition or put those put that out and yeah. release Chocolate Factory, I guess. Arguably, like, one of his best albums. <laughs> Which is crazy. so crazy That's because... Crazy. But I feel like a good um, kind of, like, point of the docuseries is that when people really love, like... The, an artist and the mm. music sometimes they're willing to overlook all the other them. stuff yeah. that's that's it's a topic that we touched sad. on like a while ago and it's kind of come up a few times but I'm actually interested to hear your opinion like what do you think about separating an artist from like their personal stuff to their work and I don't want to just use R. Kelly as an example but <laughs> there's so I mean, I mean it's, there's it's hard like a lot. It's a lot. yeah like Chris a lot. Brown like all these yeah. other artists that have kind of like I feel like it's really hard. Like, when the XXX stuff, like, I don't even know what's really true about that. And I feel yeah. like, I mean, I guess we're not, I don't know because he, you know, is not here. But, like, when that stuff happened for me, like, that automatically is just, like, a no. Yeah, Because see, yeah. it's not even about, like, oh, do I like them as an artist or not? It's, like, when you support their music. So, when you're, like, playing their music or buying their music or going to their shows, it's, like, mm. you're supporting their, like, livelihood. Lifestyle, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, that for them to, like, continue to, like have a career mm-hmm. and like to have resources to be able to live and to like continue. buy dungeons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what, that's my thing. It's just like, you know, like how could you, you're like paying into that pretty yeah. much. But what about like, like Chris Brown? Like that was like a, like a one time thing, but like after that, it's like people would just keep like to this yeah. day, he's always in the news for some dumb shit. And it's like, it's yeah. not like Chris Brown. It's always been like, indifferent for me and i know maybe i guess that i know you like, like chris brown back in the day. <laughs> like there's no way are like i don't even want to compare it to r kelly because it's not like the same stuff no, but not even close i don't know after the rihanna thing i was like really like yeah i don't know yeah that this. was i feel like because i feel like people our age like that's when we were like young and that's when he was like at his like yeah peak pretty much but that's I feel like, like a lot of younger people, people have r kelly yeah and, like, yeah exactly ours is like a chris brown yeah. i mean they didn't do the same thing but you know what I mean. but no yeah, yeah like yeah, popularity yeah. like was. huge pop like r&b artists doing something crazy and all this stuff coming out and it was like he was like ostracized for a long time and it was like people didn't like he went away for like a long time yeah. like he like, still is like everything he does gets like shit on to like to this day well, I yeah. feel like there's other things like besides after the Rihanna thing, there was like multiple things where it's like, come yeah, on, I feel like, like that was the beginning doing? of like a low key, like downward spiral, like just a lot of, like you said, dumb yeah. stories. Yeah. Like I just seen the other day, he's like supposed to go to jail or something because he has like a pet monkey. Oh, <laughs> something but stupid. But like, it's only news because it's Chris Brown. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just like he just keeps putting himself in these situations where it's like, I don't know, man. Yeah. I feel like it's hard yeah. because yes, like. Even, like, when I was watching the docuseries on R. Kelly, it's, like, these girls are, like, no, like, we're behind you. Like, we, like, support you. And it's, like, I feel like that's, like, the fan side. But they were even, like, the victims were talking about how there's two sides of him. There was, like, Robert and then there was, like, R. Kelly. And they're, like, it's, like, different. It's so different. And so I feel like it's hard. But I will say, yeah, like, for me, it's kind of, it's a no. I'm just, like, eh, no. I feel it. I can't, like, support your, like, I'm, like, funding your lifestyle by, like, You know, I feel it's it's crazy. Just, it's just weird to me. That, like, well, I guess because, like, I, I mean, like I said, like, the docu series is more like, like in depth interviews and all that. But 
I mean, this shit's been known. <laughs> but yeah, then again, no, I wouldn't yeah. consider myself a crazy R. Kelly fan. I just know he's nah. made he's made classics. Like it's, yeah, yeah. Like weird or not, he's made classics. But I thought that people just knew knew this stuff. It's, but it's kind of sad. But if if you're in the entertainment industry, as long as you're entertaining, you're doing your job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these do. I mean, there's a, there's a lot that we don't know about. Yeah. yeah. I mean, always like I always like give the credit where it's due, but then I'm not like. I'm not like like idolizing and all that. Yeah, yeah like yeah, I, yeah. like with Chris Brown, I'm like it's undeniable that he is an amazing talent and yeah, that yeah, he yeah. is just like for sure one of the best performers. But do I support or like you know am I siding with him on every? No, like not at all. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's two different things. But like I said, like when you listen to the music and buy the merch or like go to the shows, it supports them and like their lifestyle so it, i i feel like for me i'm like mm. Mm. i feel it stop I feel buying it. r kelly merch <laughs> is r kelly i wonder merch? what his merch looks like bro probably yes yes he has, he has, he has throwback merch i know i just don't have i'm not talking about that <laughs> <laughs> we get all the way off of like just like what you're doing now what would you say is like your favorite part of being a manager and like a just I mean everything else you're doing Mm, I feel like um and this is something that I've always thought like about like for the long run too when things get hard Mm -hmm. I think being a part of someone's journey Mm -hmm. and like contributing to their success yeah I mean everyone has different levels that they reach obviously mm. but just in general like knowing that you help contribute to that and just you know one thing that i will say is that a lot of people will look at someone and be like 
oh my god like i don't know like ariana grande or like lady gaga and be like they're just so amazing like they're talent they're incredible which they are but you have to think about like all the people behind them yeah like it's so many people and that's why yeah. when they're at award shows and stuff and they're trying to thank the people it's like yeah oh, like there's so many people Cut I the forgot. Music on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like there's so many people and i think that's one thing about you know being artists is like of course like you're the talent and you're mm. like the product but it's like all the people around you like help you get there and i think that that's i don't know it's like great teamwork yeah so you know like when someone's when someone like your manager but your publicist your attorney your agent yeah. your like parents even <laughs> like you know there's just so many different um elements to it and to just know that even if i'm like one out of eight people who contributed to the success of someone i feel like that's really rewarding yeah and just helping them because it's like their dream so like helping them mm. achieve their dream it's like helping some i feel like i'm a really um like I want to see other people happy and I like I guess in a way like a people pleaser like I want people to um be happy so I feel like that's another thing just like contributing to them mm -hmm. achieving their goals and their dreams okay. it's like rewarding yeah I think like a lot of people don't realize that you don't have to be like the star or, like face of some shit yeah to like yeah. be in to be you know, in the industry, even not, like not even just music, like sports or like yeah, whatever everything. you're into, like you don't have to actually do it. I mean, I guess it helps. So you like have some experience, like and mm -hmm. knowledge and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I feel like most people just want to be like that fucking yeah. like, star Face, on yeah. the camera. Not knowing I think you could just play a, a huge role in like yeah. right. people's I think lives and stuff. Now Careers. with like the growth of Instagram, like some other like social media platforms, I think like some of these like behind the scenes roles are starting to become more glorified. Like, yeah. I think for the first time, like, because I'm trying to really think, like, a few years back, I feel like producers were not really, like, yeah. huge. Like, there was, like, five or six producers that everyone knew, and other than that, it was, like, That was another thing yeah. I was going to say is, like, now I feel like, or another person, like, on the team that really contributes, like, sometimes, I don't want to say more than the artist, but just as much is, like, these writers and the producers. Yeah, yeah, Like, oh, there's yeah. so many people that I talk to, they're like, oh, like... Beyonce just wrote this song like so great like she's just a genius and then I'm like oh actually did you know like this girl wrote it and they're yeah. like who and like I'll show them like the Instagram and they're like this girl with like 2,000 followers wrote like See? this yeah. song by Beyonce and I'm like yeah what like song? I don't know I don't like <laughs> I, was, I, was I don't, like, like, I don't, I don't even sure remember like at the time but <laughs> I remember telling someone like I think it was a Beyonce song that Neo wrote actually mm -hmm. and someone was like no he didn't and i'm like <laughs> yeah he did like he did write that and they're like what like i don't understand like how do you and it's like a lot of people don't they don't understand don't know that yeah. like you know like those are those are just as much like a contribution than mm. anyone else yeah like i remember i found out like kanye didn't write all this shit i, yeah. was, I was like damn yeah. i know but then that's when i was like just like for i, I guess for rappers it's a little different because it's like you're a rapper so it's like yeah damn but like People like people actually singing and performing. I can see that more so because like that shit is hard to like really yeah. go up there and like dance and sing and like all that. So yeah. like when people write singer stuff, it's not really mm -hmm. big deal to me because that singer can't obviously can't do what the fuck Beyonce is doing. Let's be real, right? Yeah. And exactly. that's the thing yeah. too. People always say like it's an entertainer job, so you're supposed to be there too. Yeah, like be the part, exactly. like, yeah. look the part and entertain. But you know if you don't necessarily 
right? Or like play instrument. I mean, now I feel like more and more people are coming out and they're like, you know, I do everything. And, yeah. you know, like that's why they're so successful. It's like, oh, I play piano, I play guitar, right. I play drums. Russ. I, I, no, I was, <laughs> was going to say the same. I was going to say the same Who? thing. Russ. The rapper? <laughs> that dude, Russ, yeah. Yeah, like I watch interviews <laughs> on him and sometimes I'm like, mm, but yeah. I'm like, not. he doesn't have features. He doesn't have like. Say. Um, support on his tours <laughs> and he'd be like selling out. I'm like, that is very interesting. But it's true, like or for example, like Ryan Leslie. Like he yeah. does everything. Man, he was sick. And it's like you yeah. also have to remember when you do that, like you're keeping all of the money. True. He got a song and literally was talking gibberish and that shit is fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. So that's another big part. Like that's a really big part. I feel like now, like you're saying with social media and also like Spotify has like the secret genius initiative where like yeah. they sh- highlight like on billboards around yeah, LA yeah, yeah. or I think in New York too, I think in multiple places, but they highlight like, Oh, like this is the person that wrote this song or mm-hmm. like, you know, this is a songwriter, this is a producer. And, um, I feel like that's really great because like I said, they should, they deserve the same amount of credit. Yeah, definitely. I agree. And, I feel like, man, like being a producer or writer is cool too, because like you get that money and it's like, and you don't have to, yeah. Yo, yeah, you could go, to, you can go to Walmart or like Target and be cool. It'd like, be good, yeah, yeah exactly, like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I feel like that there's a different lifestyle for a different, like each person. Yeah. And like an artist is someone who wants to be in that spot, like they want that yeah. attention. One of the producer or one of the songwriters that I really like, her name's Stara. She's done like, uh, like everything. Her. I can't remember like what her biggest hit was, but she was like a part of. Um, she wrote that song for Camila Cabello, Havana. <laughs> oh damn! She, she was a part of Love that song. What Lovers Do by Maroon Five. Damn. She damn. wrote Pick Up the Phone by Young Thug. Damn. She damn. was. Um, she did like literally. I could name so many, like yeah. so many hits. Like she's like one of the biggest songwriters. She talked about that. Like I'm in my pajamas at home <laughs> making thousands of dollars Damn, that's like, crazy. and you don't even have to leave and people don't even know what she looks like she wears a mask Damn. Damn. so like you know yeah that's tight what was her Inspire. name Starla Stara Stara yeah she's really she's really good and Damn. like she can work I mean I'm sure like she works at other studios but she like works can work at a home and like that's crazy make great money like make hits how how would you even get like as a writer how would you even get your stuff like really seen like that about like labels though you know because it's like it's such a hard. low key is it like the same thing as like handing out like your album or mixtape I was just gonna to, say like, it's probably someone? the same thing as like producers it's probably like, just trying hard, to get huh? people to listen to your beats it's like, like doing it's like making demos and then like hoping that the right person hears it or like you got to record yourself like uh like, y- yeah or like you if you're like working with a producer or if someone invites you into a session like hey we're doing like a writing camp for Rihanna like you know for the next two weeks we're gonna make a bunch of songs and play them for rihanna yeah if you're like in that camp oh damn that's damn that's there's cool. that like, yeah, like I, I, if you're signed if you have a publishing deal like you know stuff like that man but yeah i mean it's still like a grind yeah. like there was this one um, songwriter yeah. she told me like in her computer she had over three thousand unreleased songs like crazy. demos I think more like, Damn. but I'm thinking it was like around that. And she was just like, these are just demos that like haven't gotten bro. 3000. Like yeah. count, count to 3000 right now. <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather not. <laughs> yeah. That's so, crazy. Like, you have to put in work and just keep trying and try. Cause even if it's like out of the 3000, only one hits. Yeah.
cough if you're like Nice rug, I ain't talking real pie I'm a cyclops on the 12, come near, I I Dress up when I hang with rich kids I guess I'm hanging with rich kids, Hey, I just started some new shit, yeah And we still watch your bootlegs Say you wanna make me Never seen a brown boy like this. I should've seen your lips through your eyelids. I should've bought some gas for the mileage. Now my whip hella stuck with no pilot. Indiana kinda hide from my biceps. I ain't really got no biceps. Why you always concerned who I kiss? Yeah, I just wanna call for a ride. Yeah. My baby's calling me, I'm picking up like a day. Asking where I'm at. I just say okay. I feel like that's that's one thing a lot of like I don't want to just say young people because it's like older people too but I think a lot of people kind of like struggle to understand is that like it takes sometimes it takes like years and years and years like yeah. no matter what you're doing if you're like making music or if you're like making clothes like all it takes is that one like song that one design like whatever it is like all it takes is that one to really like push you into the spotlight but like all that other stuff that you did like sometimes gets overlooked and everyone thinks you came up out of nowhere and sometimes people do come up out of nowhere but that's way more like unlikely yeah like i feel i heard this story about like metro boomin Mm -hmm. where he i mean it was actually a whole big thing but like he was like working on stuff for a long time and then like his first beat that he sold that like hit like he only got paid like 500 dollars for or something and he was just like whatever like hungry and then from there like blew up but it wasn't like an overnight thing yeah see like, and i feel like a lot of people think it was like i like i don't even i can't even think what the first like metro boom song i heard was but it was like oh i know what it was for me what was it i think it was it was a song on future's album i was gonna say probably some future yeah on honest like f- almost five years ago damn damn but i don't think that, that there's no way that like that was his first major beat it's probably something else on some yeah. like some low some like mixtape like, before he even had yeah. an atlanta like, artist or something yeah, yeah. but yeah, no, yeah. it's definitely not an over. I mean, there are people, especially now with yeah. social media yep. and yep. YouTube, there are like literally overnight. For sure. Like yeah. that yodeling kid. Like, oh my God. Literally days <laughs> yeah. after that he, he video. He was at Coachella. Like right yeah. after. Right. Well, he got signed to, I think it was Atlantic, like <laughs> literally right after. Then was at Coachella. Then was at Stagecoach. And I'm just like, That's wild. Dang. That's so wild. like there are instances like that. Yeah. But like overall you know it's not an overnight no it's the same thing with what like we're doing right now we were just talking about it like like right before we walked in here it's not like if we were to like somehow like get a get a bunch of like new listeners or just fame and just make money off of like what we're selling or whatever like that can happen but then if not like this shit might take five years but 10 years like that is it's just a real it's a reality and i think that a lot of people don't realize that yeah it's like it's it looks glamorous which it can be but I mean, shit. A lot yeah. of people, a lot of people out here are trying to be creative. They're just broke. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. broke. Shit, I'm not even gonna lie. Like, 
I'm rich. I mean. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, but yeah, no, it's definitely, it's definitely a grind though, for sure. Yeah. And I always see those things like, it's like these inspirational things where it'll be like, Oprah didn't get her first big break till she was like 30 or like, yeah. you know, uh, Bill Oprah. Gates or like, you know, it's like has all these things. And I'm like, dang, like Morgan Freeman didn't get his first main role till he was 40 something or Damn. Like 50 years. Like, what was he, that dude doing? This I know. Like, <laughs> like, he been working 50 years straight. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely like 90. Damn. So I always think about that. I'm like, it's not an overnight thing and Damn. it takes time. Yeah, and then I think also the toxic thing is just like comparing yourself to other people, man. Yeah. It's just toxic. Everybody does it. We all do it, but yeah, it's fucking trash. Yeah. It's toxic. It's not good because everyone has their own journey. That's what I'm learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't have to match up. So, advice. <laughs> five years ago, you couldn't see yourself here, right? No. Like, Where do you see yourself in five years? Five years ago was what, 2013? I was in Celtic Fullerton praying. Hating life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, probably, that's probably when I met you. That yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. so. Yeah, and I was just like, I was just trying to get out of class. Bro. Like, I wasn't thinking about. <laughs> yeah. And even now, like, I just feel like, oh, like, I always try to foresee. I'm like, there's so much that I want to do. Like, I hope I can do it. Like, this is like, because this is the beginning for me. Like, mm-hmm. I consider this to be the beginning. Like, for well, sure. it's been three years since I started working with Francis, with Esta. And I am like, oh, I, I keep trying to, like, foresee, like, 10 years from now. Yeah. And like where I'm at and what I'm doing, if I'm still doing music, like which I hope I am. So I don't know, five years from now, what I'm gonna be 32. Uh, I hope that I'm doing something still in the music space. I don't, I mean, I don't know if it's gonna be managing necessarily, but definitely like in the music space. Or like I'm, like I was saying, my favorite part is like the live aspect of it. So yeah. something in touring or. Mm. Something like that, yeah. The fun stuff. The fun stuff. Like, it's fun to me, which is crazy because I really realize, like, it's based on preference, but there's some people that are like, I hate touring. Like, I will never go on another tour. Like, I feel like a lot of people say that. Low-key. Everyone key. says that. Mm-hmm. Everyone says that. And then there's people that are like, I cannot stay off the road. Like, I want to be yeah. on a tour all the time. And I'm kind of like, that'd be like, me, low key. when I'm on a tour, I'm like, this is really cool. And then, like, towards the end, it's like, yeah, you're exhausted, you're drained, yeah. you've been with the same people in, like, this small space. And then you're like, ugh. And then, like, three weeks after being back home you're like dang i kind of want to go again yeah. well at least for me no, but i, I know that. other people they were like there's no way that you'll find me in a tour bus or like on the road for like you know because even like i had friends that are dancers and you know if they're like on justin bieber's tour or like bruno mars like those tours are like a year or two i guess yeah. like, like stadium mars, tours and shit i found out like bruno mars is still touring the 24 carat like, still what? yeah Damn, or so I much think money just end but i'm like didn't that come out two years ago my mom's already seen like three of the shows. So I'm like, he's <laughs> yeah. been touring for a long time. Yeah. But it's because there's just so many, because he's so big, like there's just so many places for them to hit. Damn. And like so much money to be made. That's crazy. My mom fucking loves Bruno My Mars. My mom loves Bruno Mars. She bought a fucking, that hat with the really? 24K. I was just like, mom, when are you ever wearing that? She's like, oh, I love Bruno. Like My how much money it? is this guy <laughs> making? Yeah. And then the merch is like not cheap. Like Yo. my mom was buying, I think my mom bought some of the merch too. Like, it's not cheap. But that's the thing. It's like, you know, being on that crew, it's like, do you want to tour for that long? And some people love it and some people don't. So that's a long time, though. Yeah, Yeah, that's a long. I've never been on a tour. I was low-key thinking like a month. Like like a month and a half or something. I feel like for smaller artists, yeah. But, like, when you're, like, big like that, it's like you just have so many fans. You want to try to reach them all, maximize the amount of money that you can make, and just, like, give everyone an opportunity to see you. 
Yeah. You know, like here, it's like, okay, you know, if you're not super, super big, it's like, I want to hit up like, you know, the major cities in California and then like New York, Atlanta. Like, but even that's you know, fun though, whatever. like just a small. Yeah, that's that's fun. But then it's like when you're Justin Bieber, you have to think about going to like Croatia or like yeah, all these yeah, places, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. like random places. So yeah, that's just, that's just something. But I feel like, yeah, I actually really like it. And a lot of people, like I said, they're like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. So. I've, I've I've heard a lot a lot more like I guess cons from people that I know yeah. just just because it's like more they just say the same thing it's like exhausting but it's exhausting yeah I feel like if I had the opportunity I would go for sure just cause I feel like everyone yeah like if you have the opportunity like you should go yeah. once but usually after the first time people are like okay that was cool like I'm, yeah. I'm good check it yeah. off <laughs> yeah I feel like and it also depends on the circumstances like I'm saying like if you're a new artist you're not going to be traveling like the most luxurious way if you're like a big artist like you're going to be flying private everywhere. <laughs> like it's different yeah so that's just the thing too it's like most of the tours that I've done up until now have been with like more up-and-coming artists so it's like the budgets are smaller and so that means like you know you're like on in like smaller like you're in vans instead of like a bus or you know you're doing a bunch of flights and like having all this luggage and you're carrying it yourself like you don't have like yeah. Yeah. people like you know doing it for you and you're booking all your own travel like you're booking all your own hotels you have to like share like two to three people in a hotel because you're trying to save money like all that so yeah there's definitely different levels of tour like tours I went on and then my one friend she like was touring she toured with Prince before he died Madonna <sighs> Selena Gomez um, her first tour ever was Jay Z, which is like crazy. Damn. And then she did the Justin Tim, or did she do Jay Z and Justin Timberlake? I don't know. So she like did a bunch, and like yeah. just hearing like the stuff, I'll like tell her like, yeah, you know, like tour so exhausting. Like you know, we have to just stop at like fast food places every day. And she'll be like, oh, like on Madonna's tour, <laughs> like every day there's a person that has organic fruits and vegetables that juices whatever you want, that's wild. like for every meal because that's what Madonna requires is like having that damn you know or like other tours where it's like oh the person is sober so like there's no alcohol so everything's like super healthy and like super yeah. organic and fresh and then i'm like dang i, I ate like mcdonald's in italy paris like damn. all the different places because we were just like on the yeah. go and yeah like not having a lot of money so yeah damn, damn that's pretty cool yeah. it's crazy to see the different yeah like, Levels, different levels. I think I'll still do it, man. Trash or not, I'm, I'm out. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's I would fun. do it. Yeah, I would still do it. That you like. It's yeah, fun. yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, what like advice would you give to someone listening that um wants to do what you do? Mm. <laughs> Every time people ask me this question, I'm like, oh, uh. I feel like kind of what we touched on earlier um, is really important. Like just not comparing yourself and being just like confident with your journey. Like, like I, I kind of explained from the beginning, like the way that this all came about was so organic and just like not expected. Mm -hmm. um, and even now, like I'll look and I'll be like, Oh man, like this person's like 22 or 23 and they're already like vice president of A&R at like this place or yeah. this label and like I'm freelancing during doing like management and tour management and like you know like those type of comparisons and stuff I just feel like you know it's not healthy and yeah it just kind of doesn't it's not you shouldn't put your energy into it so I feel like just trusting your journey even though that sounds cliche like <laughs> trusting your journey 
and um, just like trying to really soak up the knowledge from the people around you. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the number one thing. Like if you are lucky enough to be in a room with like, you know, just people that are maybe have more experience than you just in general, doesn't matter yeah. like who they work with or whatever, but in general, like just try to like soak up that knowledge, like be a sponge in every in every um, situation you're in. Mm-hmm. I feel like some of the best, like I'm telling you like how even like how fam told me, you know, don't be Joyce's assistant, like manager, like just things like that where I'm like, okay, like I'll listen to you because you, you have more experience than me. Like yeah. things like that, like it'll go a long way. And I feel like, um, you'll just, you know, like learn so much more that way mm. by just kind of keeping your ears open and your mouth shut. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like trusting your gut is kind of like underrated. Yeah. Like, I feel like we're taught just like, as like humans to like just follow everything yeah go with the safe option yeah man like yeah school wasn't it honestly yeah the only thing that for me that like that was cool about school is that i obviously met all you guys and like yeah. a lot of people that i work with right now and like i met them at fullerton but like as far as like books wise like has nothing no, yeah. to do with like what i, I f- do yeah i feel what you said like about at least as far as school's concerned, just, like, the experiences being more so, like, what you take away from it, because it's, like, I took so many classes, like, I, one, a friend of mine said that, like, her professor told her, like, if you remember three things from this course, then, like, you, like, you actually learned something, mm. and it's, like, if you think, it's, like, bro, I was in this course for 16 weeks, yeah. and you want me to remember three of the five million things you tried right. to tell, like, and it's, like, I, I feel like, just from just the late nights like studying at the library or like just doing random stuff like, i had so many other like meaningful um interactions with people or just like like you said balancing like work and life and just yeah. trying to figure everything out like i think yeah i feel like as i'm getting older i'm realizing that like that is kind of the purpose of life even like yeah. you know when you have friendships and they fall through or like romantic relationships and they fall through and you're just like why did that happen like why did i even have to go through that that was so painful mm-hmm. or like you know that relationship that really that friendship really hurt me or whatever <clears throat> it's like just kind of like school it's like why do i have to do that why do i have to pay that money why do i have to like spend yeah. my time there but it's like all teaching you things and teaching about yourself yeah, and teaching yeah. you about what you want in life mm-hmm. and you know like i said even with school two of my but it's crazy because when I was in high school, I'm like, these are my best friends for life. Like, Man. I'm gonna, like, be with them till the day that I die. And it's crazy because two of my best friends right now are like people that I met at Fullerton. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I've done things with them. I've traveled with them. I've like shared really um, crazy experiences with them. So even just that alone, it's like I gained that from going to college. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I wouldn't have met them. I wouldn't have even been in Orange County. And like, I wouldn't have met them at all if I didn't go. Hmm. So I think that, and just like I said, back to the relationships and friendships it's like all the friendships like all the falling outs i'm having and or all the relationships that i'm having that are not working i'm realizing like these are all life lessons yeah and they've and they just help me be more well-rounded like okay now i know like maybe this is something i need to work on about myself or oh now i know these are the type of people i want around me not that type of person or this type of person you know so i feel like overall i'm just learning that many things that you're like what is the point of this actually have you know a big purpose yeah but you don't really see it until later until after yeah yeah, yeah. that's real so yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> Trust your gut. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my biggest lessons of 2018. Trust your gut and your intuition. Oh my god! Even a woman, and I will say right now, a woman's intuition is the strongest. I said that to a guy. Man, sadly, was it, it is. Pro- maybe probably. I, was, I said it to a guy, and I was like, a woman's intuition. And then I'm like, oh, sorry, actually, an intuition. And they were like, no, nah, you're right. A woman's intuition. <laughs> nah, that should a be scary. Intuition. Woman's intuition is strong. <laughs> it's strong. Trust your gut. Damn. trust your gut trust your gut seriously everything even like i'm not even talking about i know what you're talking about but i'm talking about in general like even things where i'm like this seems shady back to what you were saying about like is the music industry grimy like yes like there is just like with everything in life there's like good and bad things like there's some stuff out there where i'm just like what really you just have to be very like eyes and ears open and you just can't be naive just, yeah, there, can't there's be definitely naive. i know you had you dealt with it too because there's some people that like i meet that are friends of friends i'm like and in my head i'm like how do you how do you like how are you cool with them like yeah, yeah. i don't know yeah but you have to be very careful out here yeah. especially like 100%. not even in the music in la no, in, in general, general. like here in general LA, here. Like, yeah. because everyone's like and you know people i'll always joke like i mean i'm like 50 percent joking 50 percent telling the truth but like people be like it's so like why is it so hard today in la like things like that and i'm like i feel like a lot of people here they're like here for like the come up like yeah. what can they get like in any industry <laughs> <For sure. laughs> in any industry like whether it be like music or not or like entertainment or just like mm-hmm. I feel like you know it's like what can I get out yeah of you? out of this yeah, out yeah. Of this like yeah. friendship or like this working relationship or romantic or whatever. no that's just scary like if I was like like I'm not even gonna lie like if I was single right now like I would be scared like I definitely I'm not gonna lie I wouldn't even trust <laughs> no one like as far as like relationship I mean there's good people out here you know but like there still is. though I, I just seen oh man like I've seen yeah. some shit so like it's tricky, man. It Definitely is. tricky. And it's like, you can't say, like, oh, like, like guys be grimy because girls be doing the same shit, no, too. No, I, mm-hmm. yes, I will say that. Yeah, like, so it's I like. I forget, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, there's some girls I know. Yeah, <laughs> like, and they be slick, too. I'm like, damn. Like, guys be on some stupid shit. Like, yeah. girls be slick with it. Like, I'm yeah. Like, damn. Yeah, someone told me that the other day. They're like, actually, when you think about it, like, men definitely cheat, but women are, like, really, like, um, sneaky about it. And I'm yeah. like, really? And I'm like, I guess. Probably just because they're more, like, they just move smarter. Guys will yeah. just be like, oh. <laughs> uh, just like, you know. Nah, I move smarter. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I don't know how I feel about that. There's definitely some truth in that, though. In what part? Get this guy, man. Uh, women probably move smarter. I feel like it's just nah. a, I was talking to my mom about this. <laughs> I was actually, like, True. having a full-on conversation with my mom and dad about this, and they agreed with me. They were just like, women are like more emotional so we just i don't know like we think like pretty much i told my dad i'm like if i feel like with guys if you just like threw like a naked kim kardashian in front of them they're just gonna be like uh like lost for words like for totally forget like not totally forget they have a girlfriend but just be like Oh my god! Like just they're thinking with something else. Like yeah, they're not nah, thinking with their nah, nah, with their nah, brain. Nah. But I feel like with girls, like they're thinking like they may be like, ooh, like you put like for I don't know Pharrell. That's someone I like. So <laughs> they put Pharrell or something. They might be like, ooh, but they might be like, oh, like you know, <laughs> Bobby. Like I feel bad. 
I'm maybe not all Bobby. girls. <laughs> not all girls, but like they might yeah. just be like, oh, but what is Bobby? Get? Like, what if Bobby finds out? Like, I feel like guys are just like, oh yeah. So if Pharrell Damn, came shout in, shout out Bobby. If Pharrell came in here naked, <laughs> and you were dating dude, but Pharrell came in naked, you'd be like, uh. No, and the thing all, is, I was dating someone, weird. and they asked me. They were like, I think they said Pharrell, or they said, um. I wouldn't even. I would just not like answer yourself or some shit. They said, <laughs> yeah, him. But they said someone, and I was like, I was like, I'd be like, bye. And he was like, no, you wouldn't. You would be all all into yeah, it. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, no, because in my even if I did that in my heart. I would be thinking about you. And he was just like, nah. And I'm like, nah, I don't know how you're feeling. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so Played if himself. I put Cassie in front of you. He's like, oh. Uh. Yeah. And he's just like, mm. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Damn, I got him. Damn. Yeah, I would just, I would have just not said anything. Said reverse psychology. Yeah. I feel like he like defend. I feel like he was like, oh no. But I'm like, bro, come on. <laughs> That's just how we are. That's just how we're built as like male and female. Like we just. I don't know, man. I mean, I never mind. But I feel like the, obviously that's a generalization. There's a, there's exceptions to it because I've met some very emotional men and I've met okay. some very some girls that do not care. Yeah. They're like savage. So it depends. I, I think it depends on like morals though, because there's definitely like I'm sure there's been dudes that's been put in situations of like you know what? like no nah, I'm gonna just not do this. That's real. Hmm. You're speaking from my experience? Just speaking from a friend's point of view. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no. Hey, shout out to all the faithful uh, dudes out there. Yeah. We exist. Yes. Have yeah. you seen I can't, hashtag? I can't speak yeah. for everybody, though. Have you seen that hashtag, black men don't cheat? Yeah. <laughs> the memes it's on facts. that are so funny. Well, because they'll be, like, future is, like, the, the spokesperson. <laughs> like. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, shout out yeah. to Twitter, man. Twitter, yeah, Twitter. if I could if I could keep one social media, probably would be Twitter. Really, I feel like it's like a war between Twitter and Instagram. Like people that love Twitter, they're like heavy on Twitter, and people it, that love Instagram are heavy. It's on It's different. Instagram. Like for Instagram, I'm going obviously for images, but like for news and stuff, like memes and shit, that should be it'll come on Instagram like, like six days late. late. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. bro, like you send, like this is old. Like, if, yeah, if, if you have a Twitter, all you have to do is follow Sobe and you're good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you'll yeah, be laughing all day. You, yeah, you seen that one friend that just retweets everything and you're all right. But, I mean, as far as uh, news-wise, I don't know. I get a lot of stuff from Twitter. Instagram is like, when I'm on there too long, I feel the way. I'm like, yo, this is like, why? Like, I need to get off of here. Twitter, yeah, I'm, I feel bad. Twitter, I can actually learn, Instagram. though. Yeah, true. I just feel like everyone doesn't have a Twitter. That's true. Like for example, yeah. like I during all the Kanye rants, I like go to Drake's Twitter and like he hasn't he hadn't like posted for so long. Uh, I mean, I don't really tweet. I just read. I actually unfollowed Kanye. Sadly, it's it's it's, it's came to that point. I was like, this is bad. Aww. He was like, I remember he was one of those people that like, I would like look forward to like saying something, and it's like I was like, damn. He's truly a revolutionary. Interesting. Say sorry, bro. I think he tweeted that the other day. <laughs> Drake, I need that apology. Say sorry right now, well, bro. Didn't he tweet something? Because I love Drake. Didn't he tweet something recently where it was like, oh, me and Drake are cool? Oh, man, I don't know. It's shit. I thought he did. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, and then the next day is something different. Something different, yeah. All bad. But yeah, um, anything, anything else? It's like my aunt. I thought I could like. We're still, we're still on. We're still on air, Marcus. Oh. My apologies. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anything. 
I feel like we we touched on a lot. That's it. I gave my I like how, how long has it been? Like an hour and change? I feel like we had a lot of ups. We had a lot of downs. Um, <laughs> 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 it's been an hour and ten minutes. Oh, that's not that bad. No, it's good. Um, felt like a while. It did. I gave it's my good whole though. Life story. Good yeah. Very very well spoken interview. Yeah. I'm glad. I Thank you. Thanks for thanks for joining us. On. Yes. Thanks, thanks for, for having me. <laughs> Can't wait nice to home. wear my hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey. What color did you give me? You gotta find out. Okay. <laughs> find out next time. Got <laughs> <laughs> it. Um. Yeah. Like nothing. Damn. How do you guys sign off? <laughs> I don't know. We ca- How do you guys <laughs> sign up? You don't have a signature like sign off. <laughs> so I mean, I don't know. We kind of. It depends on the. Marcus just makes a weird sound. And he, it, Marcus just says something like really. Marcus usually asks, asks like a dumbass question. I feel question. hella sus for like when we we're talking about oh if some dude walked in I was like it's your Silva, like <laughs> I don't know <laughs> yeah, that was that was a mistake funny. I was I just stay quiet. I was gonna I was gonna I was gonna let that fly but I, mean, I don't know if you want to go back. All right, peace. <laughs> peace. <laughs>